Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new and exciting episode of our take on the bold and the beautiful. My name is Jonathan. I'll be your host today. And joining me, as always, I have three of the most amazing people to put up with this crazy show, Marissa, Jenna, and Dronte. Hey, guys. Hi. Hey. Okay, guys. So we took a little bit off, so we've got at least a little bit to talk about uh, today. Um, and then we're going to actually be counting down the best and worst of 2019 later on. So let's dive into a little bit of news. And the only bit of news that's worth covering this week in regards to the bold and the beautiful is that Soap Opera Digest put out their best and worst of 2019. And our lovely soap made the winner's list in more ways than I ever thought imaginable. Um, so I'm just going to, I don't know if you guys have had a chance yet, but I'm going to run down what BNB won from SOD. And if you're curious to reason, if we might go into those, but BNB won best story for the baby switch. It then followed that up quickly with most shocking twist for Thomas's dark side. Uh, that then uh, was followed quickly here with best new characters, Flo and Shauna, which I know certain members of this podcast have feelings about. Uh, the most rejuvenated family on soaps, you know it's none other than the Bull and Beautiful Logans because they had so much amazing, compelling story this year, right? Um, let's see, anything else that it won? Uh, most tortured couple, Liam and Hope, not, not anybody else to... Liam and Hope, that's the most tortured uh, we've got. And the biggest waste of talent, the others on The Bold and the Beautiful, uh, because they recognize that most of the cast don't actually get storyline. But that doesn't matter, because the best show of 2019 on our Lord's television screen was The Bold and the Beautiful. Um, what? Can, what? <laughs> can somebody explain that to me? What happened? How did that? I mean, how did that be a thing? How many times did they just contradict themselves? Oh god! It just it, it hurts. You just told me that the show doesn't use the cast. You just pointed <laughs> out that the show isn't well done, and yet it's the best show of 2019. What? Oh. That's a lie. The worst soap opera of 2019. Yes. Thank you. Behind Y&R. They gave them. They gave them all those categories. They I can't believe that. Gave them all those. Uh, the only one that I even agree with is they gave uh, the little kid that um, plays Douglas like a star of tomorrow. They yeah. said like, yeah, he, I like, agree okay, points to you. Like I don't get it. How did and you then, give that any of? And those? torture couple, torture couple. Liam and Hope have been torturing the viewers. FYI. Like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding? Are you kidding? Like, I can't. I, can't. I mean, didn't he start this year married to Steffi? Did he? No. no. Actually, yeah, no. he did, I no. think, right? No, he didn't. I don't he remember. started this year. No, he started this year not being on a plane because he couldn't get on a plane oh, and oh. he lost the baby. That's how, because Dr. Game Show host. Was that really the beginning of, of this year? Yes, yeah, and I think was. so. And I think oh he's going my back and God. Forth. He was going back and forth with Steffi and Hope about the whole Taylor crazy and 
the kids and blah, 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 blah. That was all last year because to market, the only reason I know that timeline, uh, Jenna, is because the best story uh, reasoning said to mark the 8,000th episode on January 4th, the unforgettable fashion B&B set a chain of events in motion that would dominate the canvas for the ensuing eight months as hope it went into labor. And I was like, oh, so that's what happened. That's sort of wow. Good, good to know. Jesus I God. was so excited for that storyline, too, and it was a complete it, letdown. I was yeah. so excited. I didn't know that was going to be a baby switch, but I was excited for the whole situation. But nope. I was sucked. okay with it until, like, the middle and end portion of it. Like, if, I'm always down for a good baby switch, and Anika did great work crying, but <clears> then <throat> it just was the same episode. For like six months. <laughs> that is yeah. really true, though. I agree with that. Yeah. That's so true. I didn't think it was. I didn't believe it because the, I, I just thought it was a convoluted way of pitting Stephanie and Hope against each other again. I, they yeah. Stephanie didn't need another baby. I, yeah, exactly. That's what I said. That was just if I feel like if Stephanie would have not had Kelly in 2018 and she wanted and hope and Le- hope and hope and Steffi were both pregnant at the same time. Yes. And she lost the baby and one of them and she kidnapped the baby just saying that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That would have made more sense. Not yeah. her wanting another baby. That was stupid. Yeah. That was ridiculous. So she could have her own Phoebe and I, it was all convoluted. I didn't like it, it at stupid. all. Stupid. It was really stupid. It made no sense. When you had Sheila Carter on the canvas the baby swapping queen, and you you come up with this convoluted storyline that makes no sense. And she was a waitress. Yes. How was she a waitress? <laughs> yeah. Why? Yeah, that honestly, mm, that's going to end up on my list for best, worst of the decade. I, a few times, I can already feel that it. That was sad. Like, why would they do that? I feel it. Because B&B is just B and B, but I just I don't understand how you can not hold these shows to task because giving them credit, like saying that it was the best show of 2019, and what's arguably the biggest platform for soaps, is literally saying that this year was okay, and we're mm-hmm. just going to continue to get stuff like this when instead it needs to literally hold the feet to fire. Like, when they're saying, sure, it was a bold move to kill off the beloved Caroline. Well, no. No. It wasn't a bold move. That was that was a dumb move. Uh, like, calling Heather Tom a strong arc with Katie's, like, kidney story. Like, that was two weeks, and blink and you miss it, because it, it impacted this show zero. Like, there was no need to tell that story other than, again, to give her some Emmy bait. It's just yeah. frustrating. Yeah. But you know what? It's okay. They need to applaud B&B for its consistently packing so much filler-free must-see TV into its tight half-hour window. Thank you, Soap Digest. God, I just... Wow. You're right? You're just kind of speechless after that. But you know what? That's fine. Let them do them. And we're going to continue to tell it like it really is here on our take, the bold and beautiful. So, storyline-wise, only things that happened. Basically, Thomas is bum 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 alive, and he still wants hope. 
Was anybody shocked that this story played out as quickly as it did? Did you expect Thomas to stay dead for a little bit longer? or? Yeah, I did. I thought it was going to drag out a little bit more than what it did. So I was kind of shocked he appeared like that. I'm glad he did because I don't want to. I don't want it to drag on too much, but I was kind of shocked that he just reappeared the way he did. See, that was me too. Is I just didn't think that it was going to happen as quick, right? It was something that I thought was going to take a little bit more time, and then just kind of be like a shocking twist. But nope, he just kind of popped in there. It's like, hey, don't tell my dad I'm. You you kill me because I'm I'm here. It's fine. It's just water. I thought that Annika did pretty good in the scenes when she was like telling Brooke whatever that she had killed him. Really didn't. I thought she did pretty good with those scenes. Oh yeah. I actually felt sympathy for her at that point. I would agree, one hundred percent. Jenna, what did you think of Thomas's return? I mean, I honestly thought that he was gonna like make her think she was insane you know for a little bit until like i don't know after thanksgiving <laughs> like we get before christmas and then be like boo i'm alive you know i thought maybe he could he would have used it as like a revenge thing right you know but, i mean because he's supposedly you know crazy so <laughs> make him flipping crazy like that's the point right like crazy vision board you have no vision you're just weird now Well, now they're trying to use Hope for the Future to bring them back together as we build up for Hope for the Future versus Steffi's Girls. Like, I don't don't know what they're going to call that line. I was about to say, don't tell me that's the name of it. I was like, that's freaking terrible. I mean, but would you be surprised? Wouldn't be shocked. No. Brooks bedroom. But didn't we already do this story? We did. We did this yeah, story did. multiple times. Like what? Like four it's or five Steffi's different bedroom, times. isn't it? Oh my Jesus. Right. I think it's, it's, the, it's Steffi's bedroom. I think that was her last line, but now she's coming up with a new line. Yeah, it's line. like a new one. This is yeah. a new young adult line that's going to be basically hope for the future, but with Steffi. So like, oh, I, don't, okay. I don't know. But yeah, no, we've done this storyline multiple times so basically like one's gonna have you know cleavage and the other one's not uh-huh. Pretty much. exactly and it's Pretty gonna much. end up being sally versus thomas as who's the better designer and then hope's gonna get her butt hurt because they're gonna pick steffi and then she's gonna say she's gonna leave oh, and then she's gonna go over and do spencer fashion for a week and then she'll realize the power of families where it really belongs like it's I'm so tired of this. I think that I think they'll go with Hope because last time they went with yeah. Steffi, and yeah. only because that that storyline was default and they just dropped it. Hope will definitely win, win this time as usual. She always wins. <laughs> and I just uh, God, Thomas think, the same story. I think Thomas might do something to make sure she wins. He's such a traitor. I hate how yeah. like disloyal he is. He's so yep. annoying. Like goodbye. Yeah. He always does things just to, like, I feel like, just to, like, he's never on Steffi's side. He always does things to just, like, fuck her over. And I just don't, I just don't want to watch him. He's so annoying. Which is why I don't blame her for plotting with Liam to expose him. Because yeah. he's not loyal to her. So why should she, she show him any loyalty? No. Yeah. Yeah, like, low-key, like, I always say that, like, oh, my God, Steffi needs to be loyal to her brother. But, like, he's never loyal to her. So I just don't care. Like, let her do whatever she needs to do. Even though I don't understand why she's helping Brooke and Hope. 
but whatever. Just let her do that, and I just will be okay with it because it just is what it is. He never has her like he's never on her side, never has her back. So her yeah. being helping Liam at this point is just is what it is. Like, well, yep. he'll be all right. So, I hope he gets exposed. Soon. Oh, sorry. No, you're fine. I hope he gets exposed soon too. But, like, I feel like, what is he doing that needs to be exposed? Like, what is he... Like, that's what I'm saying. The show just does not go There's there. No like, yeah. It's like, what is going... Like, I don't understand. They're just going around in circles. Like, it's like, he hates the kid. Well, not hate the kid, but, like, he doesn't really, like... He's mean to the kid, and then he's not mean to the kid. The kid loves him, and then he hates him. Like, what is going on? Like, it's just like a back and forth. Like, where is the direction? Like, what is happening? What... Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't understand it. Like, it's just weird. It's very strange. Yeah. So the other big story that was happening this week uh, or over the last few weeks is the fact that Ridge and Brooke are no longer a thing. They have officially signed the divorce papers and are moving towards getting that wrapped up. Whilst he's kind of making googly eyes at Shauna, question mark. Like, they're not really going there, but kind of going there. I just, oof. Um, I know that, you know what? Actually, Shauna has done a much better job than Flo, in my opinion, integrating herself into this canvas and the stories. So I'm going to give it a shot, but I need them to do more than just heavy kiss. Uh, Durante, are you enjoying Shauna and Rich? No, and I, I know. I, I just think Shauna. I'm just sick and tired of hearing Shauna talk about how good Ridge is to Thomas, and I and how she <laughs> admires that. And I'm just sick and tired of it because I think Ridge has blinders on, and Thomas is a little punk, and <laughs> I, and so I don't, I don't see where she's coming from. I think she's obsessed with Ridge, and I can't wait for Brooke to mop the floor with her because we know that's where it's going to eventually end up happening. Damn. <laughs> oh, no one is a nice guy. <laughs> I'll just tell it like it is. I don't like Sana. Welcome to the dark side, my friend. We have cookies. <laughs> Damn. See, I actually, like, I think that, like Jonathan just said, I think that Shauna has definitely, like, integrated herself better than Flo. Like, her her coming into the canvas seems more natural than Flo. You know what I mean? I feel like Flo was, like, shoved down our throats. And Shauna, she's just chilling. You know what I mean? She wants Ridge. She's making it, you know, kind of obvious, but not really. And I don't really, I don't really mind her. Like, I feel like... She's I've and and also I feel like Tom I mean with Thomas and Ridge I feel like Ridge is just trying to help his son out because he knows something is wrong with him, and because Steffi and Thomas were always saying like oh my god you put like Brooke ahead of us Brooke's kids ahead of us like you know what I mean I feel like he's trying to like be there for his son, even even though like his son is bugging out and I feel like he should be a little bit aware and kind of like hold Thomas accountable for what he's done. But also, I feel as if, like, he's trying to protect his son from how Brooke is trying to put him in the category of a psychopath, even though he's kind of is a psychopath, but, like, a bad person. You know, he's trying to help his son. He's trying to have, like, I guess, feel like his son isn't damaged goods. You know what I mean? Like, like you know what I mean? He's trying to help his son out in a way. Yeah. He doesn't want to believe that his son is no – no one wants to believe that about their kid. Yeah. So it's very, very hard to accept that, even if it's true. Which I think it is. 
I just like him being like there for his kids because when Ron Moss was in the role of Rich, he never, for me, like when the kids got older, he was never really on their side. He was always going against them for Brooke and her kids. So that's why I'm actually liking Torsten K and him like, all right, like those are my kids. Like I'm there for them. You know what I mean? I feel like that's just, that just makes me happy. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that. But maybe some people don't. I don't know. But I like that. He's actually like providing for his kids. Just like Brooke rides for her kids, he needs to ride for his own kids. So I feel like that's mm-hmm. better. I, ju- I just hate, I agree. I like Sam stick up for his kids. I just hate that they're setting it up where he's going to end up with egg on his face. Because yeah. you see the writing on the wall. But Thomas, it's like they keep yeah. dragging this out. Like, I want him to have egg on his face. So he's like, damn, my son is really crazy. They're yeah. not doing that. Like, they're just, I feel like they're just being a dead horse because, like, make Thomas be crazy if they're going to yeah. do that. Just go yeah. all the way there. But they're not. They mm-hmm. keep backpedaling. Just don't backpedal it. Or just go forward. You know what I mean? Go all the way there. And they'll be like, damn, Thomas is really crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they're not doing that. So. I mean, he had fantasies about all of the Logan sisters being dead. So that is what. But now he just loves them. He loves Hope. He doesn't want to do nothing to Hope. But he had his old little board about all the Logans and Hope and da da da. He doesn't care about Hope. Now he's obsessed with Hope again. So it's like, which way are we going? Is he in love with Hope or he hates Hope? Which way? Like, he loves her. He hates her family. But it's like, does he really, though? Yeah, he just goes back and forth with it. I don't, I don't know where he, his mind is. At did point. you notice that they've dropped the Zoe aspect of it completely? Yeah, like, mm-hmm. she was. They were gearing something up, and then she, I don't think she was the right color. So. <laughs> wow, but prob- <laughs> but I wouldn't be shocked if we could see soap operas. That's what they do. That's what they do. I'm just ready for them to kill her off, though. I think that's where they're gonna lead to, honestly. Oh, damn. It's gonna happen. Merry Christmas. And then, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Bye, Zoe. <laughs> that would be crazy. I'd actually be here for that. Um, yeah, me too. Me too, Jonathan. But we'll, we'll just see what happens. Like, I I don't know. B&B's quickly become the show that, like you said and before, is how is the show still on the air? Like, I, I just, I don't know. Um, but hopefully... There will be something in 2020 that'll make this better. I don't know what it is. I don't know how it's gonna happen. I don't know when it's gonna happen. But it's it's gotta be there, right? Right. I think that once, maybe if they even do this, if Hope and Thomas are not the focus of this show, maybe it will turn around. And maybe if Brad just steps back and lets someone else be a head writer, maybe that will help the show. Because it's the same repetitive storylines and the same people on every single day with the same conversations that it's like, why am I watching? Because next week it's going to be the same thing. So I'm not really missing anything. Mm-hmm. That's just how I look at the show. Oh, well. Uh, so when I was looking for information um, and the news or stuff, one of the stories that headlines that came up on Sub Central was, would this be a good time for Taylor to come back? And before we wrap up, I just want to ask, do you think it is? Yes. She needs to be there because I think the storyline would be way better if she was there. I don't – I would buy – I feel like there would be more states involved if Keller was the woman that Rich was getting, going closer to because there's history there. 
I, 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 there are no stakes with Shauna. She's like, you know, he's going to go back to Brooke. Oh, 100%. Now, the question is, would you guys want or would you accept a Hunter re, or a Taylor recast if Hunter wasn't able to come back? Yes. I think it would depend on who the recast was, honestly. Um, but Hunter, I'm not really a fan of her acting when she's very, like, dramatic and crying. Yeah, because it's, so. it's, it's terrible. <laughs> it's, it's, it's awful. It would just um, but I also like to answer your question before. Honestly, I would like Taylor to come back, but if she was, like, level-headed and not acting crazy the, the last time she was on the show. Because with her and Thomas both being fools, I can't handle. So if she's sane, then I could accept her recast. I mean, like her being on the show and a recast if it was like a good recast. Who would you want in the role? Because um, I've seen some people saying things like Julie Pinson, who I, I just need Julie Pinson on my screen again. So I'll take her however. Oh, um... I could see her as Lois in the hospital, so maybe not her. But um, maybe like Christian Alfonso. <laughs> God, like that would still be so good. That would be perfect. Huh. Right, she's not available. Because her, could you imagine her and Thorson? Oh yes, yeah, they would have amazing chemistry. That would be it. But you know what? As Jenna likes to say, what can what can we not have, Jenna? We can't have nice things, Jonathan. Yeah. You and know what would be a nice thing, honestly? Be a nice thing. If they're not gonna bring Taylor back, the one person that could honestly talk to Thomas and be real with him would be Quinn. She knows what it's like to be batshit crazy, to be obsessive, to do compulsive stupid things. And she could honestly talk. Could you imagine that conversation between Rena Sofer and Matt Atkinson? Like the chemistry that would have and actually give my girl Rena a freaking story instead of, you know, doing whatever the hell she's doing off screen. Like that would be perfect. Because honestly, I don't care about Taylor. Every time Taylor comes in, something freaking stupid happens. Like she shoots Bill or she's trying to cry everywhere. And honestly, I, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. So, but I agree. Yeah. If you're going to do this, have it be someone that's on your on on contract on your screen. Quinn talking to Thomas about all this. You imagine how powerful that could be? Because, like I said, she literally threw Deacon off a cliff. Like <laughs> she looked him in the eyes, looked like she was going to kiss him, and pushed him off a damn cliff. Yep. <laughs> I love you know. Her. I love. I love. Her. Her. I love, I love her. You know, but she knows how it is. Like to you know, be fine, and then all of a sudden it's, like, it's completely out of control. Like, you don't know what to do, like, and so you just keep doing these horrific things to people that you say you care about, and then, you know, she's in a good place right now, and try to help him get to that good place. Like, that would be compelling and a good storyline, but, you know, we can't have nice things, so whatever. Well said. Like, that's all I got. Like, you analyze that well, so... Nothing more to say. But before we wrap this portion up, we got to give the weeks a rating real quick. So what would you rate 
D&B as of this week, what would you give that uh, Durante? Um, I'll give it a two only because of Dorson and Catherine did a really great job in their breakup scenes. I actually right. felt sad and and I, I, that I have felt that way about Bo and Brief in a long time. So, yeah, a two. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Marissa, what would you give BB? Um, I'm going to give it a three because I agree with him. Um, Torsten and Catherine, they did really, really good in their breakup scenes, even though Ridge and freaking Brooke break up every week practically. <laughs> but I thought it was really good. The little Montero was good. Um, but I would like to say too, like I wish B and B would do more character-driven storylines. It probably would be a really, it would just be so much better. You know what I mean? More character-driven plots than just plots. But yeah, that's all I got to say. There you go, Jenna. What do you give this week? Jeez, man. Okay, I'm gonna give it a two, just because like when Torsten K cries, it makes me sad. And. Him and Catherine Kelly Lang did amazing work. Like, honestly, they did with the breakup scenes, even though it's not going to last because it never does. So whatever. Um, you know, I thought that, honestly, this whole Thomas and hope for the future crap is already pissing me off. So not really looking forward to that. But, you know, we can't have nice things. So, yeah, it's a two. So I'm also going a two. Um, it's for Thorsten Kay and Catherine as well. But... Catherine also had another scene that stood out to me, or another episode with, uh, that stood out to me, and that was her and John McCook. Um, with my baby Eric. Her and Eric kind of went over this, and like the vulnerability that Brooke showed Eric and what they did without talking is why. Like Those are two very strong powerhouse actors, and they're just able to bring it in a way that these other kids just can't do. Um, and what she, they said without just like speaking and she like curled up and like on the couch and he yes. just laid her head on him. Like Ugh. that, honestly, that's where Brooke should be. Like if we're going to have this old lady, Brooke, thank you. She needs to be with her old man. Now, if we're going to like have her still be the slut from the Valley and she's just going all around town, then no, she doesn't need to be putting out on Papa. But Eight. Honestly, that's in game for me. I'm okay with Brooke and Eric as an in game because they they just have it, you know. They like, always had it. Uh, so the yes, but also is really creepy when she's like really? this little 18 year old girl and he's this old ass. Well, man yeah, I mean, when but you know that was get, and so he's, back in the day. I know, and he's <laughs> over here like trying to make love to her mama, and she's over here right? like trying like no. <laughs> Like, they, they did, but it's super inappropriate <laughs> then. Now it's appropriate because they're in the same age bracket. Well, you have to think about it, too. Like, they're the last, honestly, they're the last actors. Like, they're the last of the Mohicans from when that show started. Yep. Like, and that you can tell when they're in scenes together. Like like you said, that like, the, the things they do without, without any verbiage. Like, just, like, the look he'll give her or a smile, like, a sad little smile. And, like, she'll just look at him and that tear will fall down. And then, you know, he just opens his arms and she just goes because it's her, it's her, it's Brooke's, like, comfortable place to be. Like, when the world is falling apart, she goes to Eric. She always has. So, and it's just, I love it. I love them together. I'm sorry. I'll stop. Tangent. I mean, it's well said, but you know what? 
that's that's all I've got to say for for B and B as far as this week's stories go. Has anybody got anything else before we wrap that up? Not really. There we go. Nope. Well, let's see here. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to end this episode here, um, and we'll do our best and worst in a follow-up episode recording right next. But that way we can wrap this up because we're 30 minutes in. I'm surprised we had 30 minutes worth to talk of. Um, but <laughs> you can follow us at rtakemedia.com. The podcast is at rtakemedia. Use the hashtag rtakebold when discussing it. You can follow Jenna at Jenna TV Lover. Durante's at Durante1985. Marissa's at Hey Bitches. And I am at John. Until next time, bye-bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.